right, I'm Neil. It's great to see you guys. It's been a while. It's been a while. Sorry. I want to start off with a, uh, a joke. Is that okay? All right. A Baptist preacher went to visit a member in the community and invited him to church on Sunday morning. It seemed that this man was a producer of fine peach brandy, and he told the preacher that he would attend his church if the preacher would drink some of his brandy and then admit it while he was on the stage. The preacher agreed and drank up. This is what preachers do. Sunday morning, the man visited the church, and the preacher recognized the man from the pulpit and said, I see Mr. Johnson is here among us this morning. I want to thank him publicly for his hospitality this week, and especially for the peaches he gave me and the spirit in which they were given. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Pretty bad. All right. Well, we have baptisms and child dedication that will be happening today, which should be exciting and super fun. But I did want to uh, just give a short message. I'm going to try to keep it really short, okay? Uh, Aaron spoke last week. He got, he got you out of here in 12-minute message. <laughs> That's why you guys came back. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to... Yeah, it's going to be, I'm going to try to shoot for that. But I did want to just say Aaron's not here. Uh, he's actually with the kids right now. And then Jacob, let's give it up for Jacob. Had, does such an amazing job. Uh, just all the things that you see going on around here, everything on the stage. Jacob has a huge part in that. And over the last two weeks, been able to just like, go for it, Jacob. And he just took care of everything. He's so great. And then Christina spoke a couple weeks ago. She did a great job. It's amazing. So I've, I've never taken two weeks off in the last five years. And some of you are like, that's sad. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I've never had two weeks in a row off. As far as Sunday mornings go, I've literally taken like three Sunday mornings off, I think, in five years. So no excuses for you guys. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> totally joking. It's probably not good, but we're at a stage in our church where I've actually been able to just entrust our leadership around here, and we have great leadership. And these guys are like all in. I, when I listened, because I listened back to all the messages and everything that went on around here, it was really fun just to kind of have that perspective of like, oh, what is our church like? And uh, what I heard from the stage is that people love you. They love this church. They love this community. I really heard that. I heard that preached that, you know, it wasn't like, here's a bunch of stuff you need to do. It was, I love you guys. And like, that meant a lot. It meant a lot. Um, so we went down to Georgia and uh, it's so hard to go to Georgia and not sing Georgia, right? I mean, every time I saw the sign, Georgia. So we went down to Georgia and picked up my son, Ethan. He's back from boot camp. That was a, a fun trip. Give it up for him. So good to have him home. Uh, and then we stopped off at Nashville and just enjoyed a couple of weeks. And then I, I spent a week in the Quad Cities doing a little staycation. On Sunday morning, I actually drove to a lot of the different churches and looked in the parking lots to see, like, is there people going to church? And the uh, rumor has it there's not. It's, it's kind of sad. And uh, it's just like, well, what, 
you know, I was just really praying about that. Like, why not? Why aren't people going to church? Like, we're all looking for hope, you know? And so I just had some time to reflect on, like, what are we doing around here? What, what are the important things that we all need to know as a church congregation, as a body of Christ, as city church? What are some things that, like, maybe we've just, like, kind of skimmed over and went really fast? And I just wanted to kind of pause because we're looking at the book of Acts and we're looking at how it's a blueprint for the church. It's the original church. So there's a lot of depth in Acts that we can learn a lot from. And uh, over the last couple of months, I've been breaking some of those down, but I did just want to kind of review what is it that we're about around here at City Church. And I think it's two very important things. The first one is, is the gospel. We're about the gospel. It's important. It's vital. It's everything. We all need it. Every single one of us need the gospel. And then the other part is we're about community. Building community, building each other up, encouraging one another. Not beating each other down, but encouraging one another and spurring one another on. We're about community. So it's about the gospel and it's about community. And so I'd love to just break these two things down in the next 10 minutes, all right? Ready, set, go. So every pastor and uh, worship leader, children's director, everyone that is a Christian has heard what's the most important thing that you should focus on. It's always the gospel, the gospel. Why do you do what you do? It's the gospel, getting the gospel out. But as you go to church, and if you've been to other churches in your life, you've probably heard multiple gospels. You've probably heard a lot of different gospels presented. So today I'd like to just break down like what we've already talked about, but just so that each one of us are equipped with the gospel. The Bible says that the gospel is the good news. Great news. Jesus loves you. Okay, so the gospel is three different things. The first one is this, is Jesus is God. He's God. He's, he's everything that God is, was, is in Jesus. Everything that you saw Jesus doing, God does. Jesus is God. He left heaven to come to earth, and he is God. Jesus is God. Then the second thing is, is Jesus took on the cross. It means he, he hung on a cross and he died. He died on a cross. He lived this perfect life, died on a cross. He was dead. The third thing is this, is Jesus rose from the grave. Jesus rose from the grave. So every single fear that you've ever had, Jesus defeated all of them on top of even dying. The two biggest fears are public speaking and death. <laughs> so Jesus will help you with your public speaking and, and he's also defeated death. So you don't have to worry about that. So all the fears you can just associate as that's fear, that's not of God. What is of God is freedom. Okay, so we have Jesus is God. Jesus died on the cross. He forgave each one of us of all of our sins, all of our mistakes. There's no more guilt. There's no more condemnation in Jesus Christ. He's actually given you this free gift called the cross. He covered everything that we've done. Every single mistake that we've done is all covered in Jesus' blood. And then the third thing is he rose from the grave. He's alive. He's a living today. You are not alone Hey, I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone. 
Jesus is with you. He defeated death to be with you, to have that relationship with you. You're not alone. All the decisions that you have to make, Jesus has a say in those. He'd love to talk to you about that. You're not alone. Jesus broke through the grave to be with you. That's the gospel. We've talked about it in Acts. I'm going to go ahead and um, go back to that because we talked about it, Acts 2, in the last couple of months. Acts 2, 22, it says, people of Israel, listen to this. So Peter's actually given this huge address. What happened was there was a huge like earthquake. Imagine an earthquake happening in downtown Davenport and everybody's running to see what is going on? What's going on? What's happening there? And they go there and they actually hear their own native tongue being spoken, the, the amazing works and miracles of God. And so there's this huge group gathered together, ready for the gospel. And Peter comes to him and addresses him and says, people of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth, the man was accredited to you by God, by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge in you with the help of wicked men, Put, the put him to death by nailing him on the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it is impossible for death to keep hold of him. I love the, uh, the message version says that death can't hold him down. He gives us address to a group of people. And in that moment, the church grew from 120 to 3,120 because what happened is people heard the gospel, it made sense to them, and their hearts changed, and they said, what do we need to do to accept this Jesus? And he says, repent and be baptized. And people are like, that's me, sign me up. I wanna make it very, very clear, we are trying to keep things very simple here. The gospel is simple. When you start adding all these little intricate pieces in there, and then you got to do this, and then remember to do that, and then, oh, you didn't, okay. It, it just gets really confusing. The gospel is simple. It's great news that we all get to receive. Every single one of us get it. Simple stuff. Each one of you right now are equipped to share the good news. I just equipped you. You have the power and the authority in Jesus Christ's name to go share the gospel with everyone you come in contact with. People are looking for hope. It's Jesus. It's in the simplicity of the gospel. The second thing is this, is community. We're talking about Acts, how it's the blueprint of the church, and you see that the group of people started caring for each other. So not only is Jesus with you, but we are with you. We are together in this. It's community. It's a body. It's all of us having a role in that. We are with each other. We are for each other. It's community. You see it in the book of Acts. It says in uh, Acts 2, 42, it says this, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. And everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. 
and all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who was in need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. So I hear the whole town's excited about this because we all desire this type of community. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved because God will increase the amount of people as he sees his church come back to the blueprint of his church. People are gonna be drawn to it. We're all looking for authentic relationships. We're all looking for friendships. We're all looking for somebody to be there in this with us. It's nice to know Jesus is with me, but it's also nice to know Jacob's with me. You know, sometimes. No. <laughs> but we're with each other. We have each other. We have the support of each other. We have each other's backs. We love each other. And a big part of that is for a true community to happen, we got to stick to the gospel. Because what the gospel does is it gives an opportunity for each one of us to be on a journey with Christ. To start to reveal that, that journey in us. So it's not like you, okay, look, I, I, uh, I, I want to start coming to church and then things are supposed to change. But um, we're forcing change on people. No, it's actually the gospel. is Jesus is transforming us from the inside out. And it's the gospel that brought us all along that we all have one thing in common. The one thing we have in common is we all need the gospel. We all need Jesus to transform us inside and out. We all need his love. We all need his acceptance. We all need his forgiveness. Every single one of us. We all come under that authority of Jesus loved me enough that he died on a cross for me. We all come under that. And as we build that, as, as you grow in that, as you, as you experience more of that in your life, all of a sudden God radically transforms your heart that you can start to see it in other people and you can spur them on, you can encourage them. It's community. Just got a short story and then we're gonna baptize people. Um, so I was talking to my dad, I go on walks with him and I was telling him, about two months ago, three months ago, when we started talking about Acts 2, I said, yeah, we're going to be talking about Acts 2. I just love that passage. And he goes, I don't know if you know this, but the very first message that I spoke at our church, which my dad started a church in our house. I was a three-year-old kid, and he started a church in our house. He said, the very first message that I spoke was Acts 2, 42 through 47. So as a three-year-old kid, I'm sitting there listening to my dad very first message of the church that he planted, and it was that scripture. The funniest part about that story is uh, there was a, they kicked off this church plant, and there was a snowstorm. It was the worst snowstorm they had in 50 years, and so the, the church members were myself, my brother, my sister, and my mom. <laughs> so we sat around and listened to my dad talk. He says that it was the worst financial uh, service he's ever been a part of. <laughs> and I've said, you should have increased my allowance. <laughs> I was three. But I was reflecting on that over the last couple of weeks. Just had a, a, a good time to reflect a little bit. 
been working really, really hard. Sometimes it's nice to just go, what are you doing, God? And what I was reflecting on is, as a three-year-old, I've heard that. And so, like, I've heard that my whole life. A group of people can be devoted to one another. They can love one another. They can have patience for each other's journey. They can encourage one another. They can take care of the needs of one another. That a community can do that. A group of people can actually do that with Jesus at the helm. So I've had time to reflect on that, and I just want you to know, I believe it. I truly believe that. I believe that's what God wants to do. What he wants us to do is to be his church, to be his bride. That when somebody's hurting, we take care of their needs. When we're hurting, we have people to take care of our needs. We have people that are in our corner. I'm praying for you. Oh, I know you lost your job. I'm praying God gives you another job. That's the community that God wants to bring up. That's the community I'll invest my life into. That's the community that you're invited into. You're invited into that today. We have community groups that meet throughout the week. That's a great opportunity. We have teams that uh, actually do things around here. You know, work at the door, help greet people. We have people and kids that love to, you know, be a part of a team because when you're a part of a team, you feel like you belong, right? So I just invite you guys, like the door is wide open. Nobody's saying you have to do anything, but I will say this, is the door is just wide open for you to be a part of that community. To be able to share with people, I'm really hurting in this area. Community groups are a great, great opportunity to do that in. The door is wide open. I think that there's some people in this room right now that I just want you to know you're accepted and you're loved. I'm so excited to see you. I mean, every single one of you, that, that God would leave the 99 for the one. And that's our heart as a church too. I need you to know that, that, that you're accepted. You don't have to know this certain thing. You are accepted, you are loved around here. God loves you and we love you. I also think that there's some people that would, uh, God's brought you here to just surrender your life. Jesus loves you so much, he left heaven to come to earth, to die on a cross, and then he rose again. Accept that message. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. You love me that much. I just give my life over to you. And here's what it is. He will give you a brand new life. Uh, Have you been in a new car lately? Anybody that got that money? (laughs) Everybody else is like buying the new car smell, you know, little trees. (laughs) I cleaned it up, armor all, everything. Smells new. That's the new life that Jesus has to offer you today. It's a brand new life. It's a brand new life. It smells good. It doesn't have cigarette butt 
or uh, cigarette holes and the windows work. And, you know, it's a, it's a new life that God has for you. He wants to give you a brand new life. And so I just invite you today. His mercies are new every single morning. So that includes today. So just take hold of that. God, I just surrender my life and I want a new life in you, Jesus. It's that simple. It's that simple. He made it very simple for us. And lastly, there's some people here today that you're gonna get baptized. So I invite you to, if you've got a child that's gonna get baptized, I invite you to go get your child or you're gonna have a child dedicated um, I invite you to go ahead and do that now too. I'm just gonna give some time for that. Yeah, so it'll be good. So the reason we do uh, baptisms is number one, the Bible commands us to, it tells us to. It's a good opportunity to say, yep, I am Jesus I am pro-Jesus. I am like all about Jesus. I want a new life in Christ. And so this is a public declaration of saying, I want Jesus in my life. My old life is buried and there's a new life ahead of me. And so that's what we do with baptisms. The reason we do child dedications, we don't, we don't baptize kids like little, little kids that don't understand baptism because we feel like this is a this is an opportunity for a kid to say, I understand what I'm doing and I'm choosing to be baptized. Mom and dads don't, aren't forced to, to baptize kids around here. So what we do do is, do-do, is, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, we dedicate kids. And what the child dedication actually means is that we're saying, God, you gave me this child. Would you give me the strength and the wisdom to train this child right? And I'm giving this child right back to you, God. I need you to be a part of this. So as a parent, it's just saying, yeah, I want you to be a part of my child's life and be a part of my life as I raise my child. So that's what we do for children up to the age of seven. So we're gonna have some uh, people getting baptized and child dedication. But I'm gonna go ahead and pray for us while we got this moment. Um, one more thing. If you... If you didn't plan on getting baptized today, but you're just like, man, I, would, I just want to re- rededicate my life to Christ, or I just want to dedicate my life to Christ. I want to, I want to get baptized today. I invite you to take your phone out of your pocket, come on up, and get baptized. Make sure to take the phone out. Okay? Um, we had somebody first service that didn't plan on getting baptized, got baptized in jeans and a shirt. We'll give you a nice clean shirt if that's you today and you're like, I didn't plan on this and we have towels available. So I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. The invite's there. The door's wide open. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for uh, the plans that you have for each one of us in this room. You're so powerful, God, that, that you love each one of us. So, Lord, I just, uh, just want to give an opportunity that the gospel was presented. And if there's anyone in this room right now that you're saying, you know what, I, I do want to just surrender my life to Jesus, that you want to just have a new life in Christ, I just invite you to um, just go ahead and just raise your hand and say, yep, that's me. And that's not for me to know. That's not for anyone in the room to know, your neighbor to know. That's just for you to just say a bold statement. Yeah, that's me. I just want to start following Jesus today. I want a new life in Jesus. I'm going to give him my life. 
Lord, just, uh, just bless those hands that are in this room, Lord, and those hearts that are just saying they want a new life in you, Jesus. Just bless it, God. Yeah, come, Holy Spirit. Fill them anew with fresh perspective. I just invite you, if that was you, just to say from your heart, Jesus, I give you my life. Just give you my life. Would you fill me with your love? Amen. So also just pray for anybody in this room that has uh, heard the gospel. Maybe things got really, really complicated over the years. Um, maybe things got really complicated over the years and you just kind of uh, decided like, to make things complicated and kind of run down a bunch of rabbit trails that was never, that was never really God's intention. And so uh, I just invite you to just receive the gospel anew today. For anyone that's just like, man, it's just been so many questions, so many questions. I've had so many questions to just be bold today and just say, you know what, Jesus, I'm just going to accept this beautiful free gift that you've given me right here, right now. I'm going to accept it right now in Jesus' name.